Hey, you. Yes, you. Get in here. Welcome to Madcap, a podcast about music, arts, and culture in Washington, D.C. and beyond. I'm Dan Bloom, your co-host, and along with my co-founder, David Ross, I'm super excited to welcome AFI Docs back to Washington. That's the American Film Institute's documentary film festival that takes place here every year. To celebrate the return of this great festival today, we are unleashing a piece that we recorded three years ago at the 2014 AFI Docs and never released until now. Before we jump into this interview, I want to encourage everybody to go to AFIDocs.com. Check out the full film program. Plan out your schedule because there's so much to see. Follow them at AFIDocs on social media. Follow us at MadcapDC. Find out where we're going to be throughout the festival. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound. Out. You're a it's wizard, it's Harry. It's wizard, it's Harry. It's wizard, it's Harry. It's wizard, it's and now, we take you back to the year 2014, to a simpler time. Creating something new is an uphill battle against entropy. And it's not just creating something new, it's creating something new from something that is impossible. My name is Farzad, I'm the director of Mudbloods. My name is Eric Martin, I'm the producer of Mudbloods. My name is Tom Marks, and I'm coach and captain of the UCLA Quidditch team. Sebastian Mia, I'm number 23. I'm gonna let that sit for a second. <laughs> also known as Wizard Rapper Baby Yates, world record UCLA most yellow cards awarded. This episode is about Quidditch, Quidditch. But on a deeper level, it's really about people who decide to believe in magic and how that changes their lives. Mudbloods, Quidditch, and the Power of Dreams, today on Madcap. Every summer, the American Film Institute's AFI Docs Festival takes over Washington, D.C. for a glorious week. It was the year 2014 when we met up with a delegation from the film Mudbloods, including two former UCLA Quidditch players. Their film is an ideal entry point to learn about the sport of Quidditch, and they're going to be our guides to this mythical playground. So let's get some background here. As devotees of the Harry Potter books or films are aware, Quidditch is a fantastical sport played by wizards flying on brooms. When I first saw the Harry Potter films, I thought, wow, that looks like fun. I wish I could play in real life. Turns out I wasn't alone. Now, in 2005, students at Middlebury College, one of the most prestigious liberal arts colleges in the world, put brooms between their legs and adapted J.K. Rowling's game for the Muggle world. Muggle Quidditch was born. Today, there's an international competition and the U.S. Quidditch Cup, run by the International Quidditch Association. The commissioner is an early founder of Quidditch, Alex Benepe. You mentioned the IQA, International Quidditch Association. Commissioner Alex Benepe. Correct. This guy's like the Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Of I don't, Quidditch. He's like the Ringland Brothers yeah. circus master. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good that's a good one. I'm gonna get biblical on you for a second. If Alex Benepe is the Moses of Quidditch, leading it through the desert to the promised land, then his Middlebury classmate, Xander Manchel, was Abraham, the patriarch of Quidditch. Xander Manchel. Xander Manchel. I love that there's like a shadowy figure who's not involved anymore who really <laughs> Deserves all the credit for he's it. Not shadowy at all. He's he's lovely man. Oh, he's a he's a lovely, a, man. He's he's a lovely man. No, he he works in Hong Kong. 
In 2007, Middlebury defeated Vassar in the inaugural Quidditch World Cup, a title they continuously repeated four times, heading into what was then known as Quidditch World Cup 5 in New York. It was in 2011, leading up to this very tournament, that director Farzad Sangari started filming the UCLA Quidditch team. You know, as a filmmaker, the idea of taking something and adapting it, whether it's a book to a screenplay to a film or a sport and a book and into a real-life sport, that's intriguing to me. How many times have you seen something taken from, like, a fantasy book, a book for nerds? How many times have you seen someone grab something out of one of those books, translate it into real life, but that's been taken and to be, like, blown up on the scale that it is now? isn't the only place you can get scars that make you special and just because you're flying on the ground doesn't mean that it isn't fun at all doesn't mean it isn't fun at all no and foreheads ain't the only place you can get scars that make you special and just because you're flying on the ground doesn't mean that it isn't fun at all it doesn't mean that it isn't fun at all i had booked this interview before that moment <laughs> but as soon as i saw it i was like okay yeah quote i fucks with these dudes <laughs> it's funny because uh that moment, uh, I, I had actually been sitting down and interviewing the, the guys for like two hours. I had put the camera away completely. <laughs> and, and I think it was you or Asher who was like, have you seen Sebastian rap? And I'm like, what? They're like, have you seen him rap? I'm like, hold on. And I put my camera back together. Oh, and, yeah. I, and then I'm like, let's do this. And even like as I'm starting, the camera is like just getting ready. And he just starts going. And that Honestly, I told your mom this, Sebastian, but this is <laughs> this is the moment when I realized that it wasn't just like a 10-minute film. It was like something bigger. And it was that moment. And that's why it had to be at the beginning of the film. Uh, can we hear some first person recollection of of, <laughs> of what that what that day was like in your rap career in general? <laughs> I mean, I mean Farzad was it was 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 an interesting phenomenon for us. So when Tom was first like, "Hey, there's some dude that's going to come film us." I was like, that's cute. And and then when Tom was like, oh, yeah, this guy actually is like kind of a little bit more interesting. He's going to come talk to us in a room. I was like, I mean, all right. I was I, like, it was kind of like this begrudging, like, all right, okay. And you totally iced me like the first time you saw me <laughs> on the field. I was, Tom was like, hey, this is Farzad. And you looked at me and you came to me. You just, you just, you just mean mugged me. <laughs> Ice grilled him. I just, I just like, I was just like, why would you like, why are you here? You know, like everyone else is like, is like Quidditch. So like. <laughs> What are you? What are you trying to do to, to us? To be to be fair though, when when he first came, it was like, oh, it's going to be a five minute documentary, and then like you filmed this for a little bit, and it was like, oh, it's going to be like a fifteen minute documentary, and then you filmed this a little more, and then I think it was about four months of filming down the line where I was like, this isn't just like a half hour documentary. This is like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, no, and, and we're in that room, and 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 the more that we talked, the more I realized that Farzad was just really busy. You know, like he was in his head and he was busy. And that was really interesting to me because I was like, okay, he's not like, okay, so I guess we're not going to be in a McDonald's commercial or something. And I guess we're not like, you know, he's not here to, to, with any sort of motive. He's like, he's, he's trying to figure us out. And I was like, well, I got this rap. Like, I wonder what he, I wonder what this, I wonder what he thinks about that. You know, I wonder what he thinks about this real shit. Oh, 
Chase it in my sleep and wake up scoring That's them hoops dream time turning your keeper zone I get them tens on repeat My blood just set to kill it Go cadaver like a laser Keeper zone to keeper zone I take that shit shit shot no chaser I'm like I black why so serious I'm mad I be that furious I play two balls by curious I'm in control like crucio Your potions room I'm dining hall You slip the puff I'm raving door I'm sorting hat your 55th And I put your team right thank you Yeah we dirty like our blood this fine hip-hop music is available, by the way, as part of the Mudbloods Kickstarter pack. Now let's return to Quidditch World Cup 5. Here's Tom Marks describing the importance of that event. World Cup 5 was a huge turning point in the sport. It was the biggest tournament we'd ever had. It was the last World Cup we had before we had to start qualifying for World Cup. So it was the last sort of just anybody who can make it can compete. Yeah, it was it was the first time the West, Western teams had made it out in uh, any sort of showing. It was a, a, a great stage for a lot of different Quidditch communities coming together and realizing, oh, wow, like we have this user base, you know, we have this fan base, we have this player base. When UCLA goes to the World Cup, not only do you play a hell of a match, but you make a film about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like really beautifully made and professionally done. We we felt actually on that exact point. We felt like such the California kids <laughs> so when great. we came in because like <laughs> nobody had ever like the West, it was the first time West Coast teams had showed up to the World Cup, and of course like we show up. Like, I love it. Not only like completely bundled head to toe, not being able to deal with the cold, but like also we have camera crews following us, and we just oh man, it was so it was a little embarrassing. Were you guys getting some flack for that? Were you guys getting some flack for that? I don't think we were getting flack. I think people. I mean, like there there was another there was like other cameras there, so it wasn't like odd. But it, I felt so silly. I felt like such an LA like yuppie that whole time. Can you imagine what they were saying about you? Like these Probably. California it's pricks. They waltz in here with their <laughs> Ray Ban sunglasses and their camera crews. Actually, it's funny. We have we have some sound from uh, <laughs> from uh, like other other teams' huddles, and so we actually know some of the stuff that they say about about you guys. But I'm never going to tell you what it is. <laughs> Producer secret. Comments? I want to see that footage. <laughs> I'm Dan Bloom, and today on Madcap, we are celebrating the return of AFI Docs with a throwback episode never before released and recorded in 2014. We're on a broom, chasing a snitch, learning about the game of Muggle Quidditch. That's as opposed to normal Quidditch, the sport for wizards invented by J.K. Rowling, a Scottish single mom who had her manuscript rejected from a dozen publishers before turning into the best-selling book series ever. The first time I heard about it, I was like, oh, okay, mudbloods. I've heard about Quidditch and on the college level. I was like, all right, this is going to be an interesting subject. I really didn't know what to expect from the film. And even the very beginning of the film, I'm like, oh, snap. Like, these kids are rapping. Like, this is awesome. But then it kind of begins to tug at your heartstrings. And it begins to be about something deeper. Yeah. Because this group is kind of on the on some level on the outskirts within this one location this mm -hmm. one community mm -hmm. and when you go to the stadium for the world cup and you see all of these teams suddenly it's like there's a welling up of emotion at that very moment i think yeah. you crafted that beautifully holy shit i can't believe this is happening i can't believe this is happening right now i can't believe this is happening right now <laughs> That was so impactful, like just to sit there and watch that. It yeah, makes... I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I want all of you. 
you heard today, if you have ever experienced anyone judging you negatively for playing a game, a game that you love, a game that means something real to you, a game that gave meaning to your life, that gave you friends, that gave you a family, that gave you a team, I want you to put your fists or your brooms or your claws or whatever you have in the air and I want you to yell as loud as you can and as long as you can the name of our game on three. One, two, three. How long <laughs> could it possibly be until ESPN three shows Ocho? up? The, you know, really, like, how long could it possibly be until ESPN? ESPN has put Magic the Gathering on television. <laughs> they have. I've seen. I've seen um, miniature golf. There's a lot of bowling on ESPN. Watching the game footage in this film, yeah. after I saw it, I thought to myself, "You cannot tell me that there's not a place for this." deep in the annals of television cable sports. Well, I mean, I think that the first thing is that that might be the lasting impact of this movie. Paintball. It, I've seen it, paintball on ESPN. Oh, paintball is definitely is there. way better than paintball. Yes. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that is that this documentary if it does have a lasting impact, I could I could really see it happening in that realm is is having ESPN be like, oh, we can film that." I know that for a fact that Alex and Ash Alex Benepi and Asher have been in ESPN studios and have pitched it to them. That was 2 years ago. I think they told them to politely to, mm-mm. but who knows? It's I mean, it's just it's so easy to make fun of, right? Like and it should it's ridiculous. We're running around on brooms. Like it is a silly thing and it is undeniably a silly thing and it is so easy to write it off rather than watch it. I just want to point out that curling is a very silly thing too, <laughs> but it's also an Olympic sport. People are obsessed with it every 4 years. Right. Obsessed. And that's and that's what I'm saying is that if curling had come out of a book maybe it wouldn't have been... Like, if it had come out of a kid's book series, maybe nobody would be watching it. And Quidditch has this whole Harry Potter... The Harry Potter thing is so great because it generates so much press and it generates so much hype and it generates so much enthusiasm for the game. And then it hangs on it, you know? And I... I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm really not. I didn't. I haven't read the books when I started the team. Um, I just... It wasn't what interested me about the sport. And I, I don't want to disparage it at all because it's the roots you know it's this amazing thing that has grown the sport but at the same time like people will hear oh the sport from harry potter and they won't even look at it like it's not even an idea of seeing the game and going that's not a sport it's an idea of i don't even need to look at that because i'm sure it's not anything i do think one of the things that makes this sport very interesting and and exceptional and unlike curling or unlike whatever is that there are some ideals or virtues from the series that trickle down and affect it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I think is really interesting for me is that these people, these characters are taking some of those ideas that aren't re- like the, in a book when you read it or in a movie when you see it, it's fabricated. But they're actually doing that. Right. There's actual things of such as like, you know, fairness sportsmanship camaraderie sacrifice Mm -hmm. you know one of the one of the important things that we always tried to capture in all the games was you know how even after you lose you respect your opponent you know and and these are certain things that i think can be connected to those things but what makes it more interesting is that it's real my dad came to the festival um he flew out as well and he saw it and that was pretty cool because it 
it occurred to me that the four years, my four years at UCLA were entirely Quidditch. And it was cool to see my dad, like actually getting to see me lead that team. Getting to see his son, like a young damn Vince Lombardi. (laughs) (laughs) Young John Wooden. Young J-Dub. How about your folks? Have they seen it? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) My my, my parents are immigrants. Like there's another level of explanation. That's so hard. It's actually really funny because my experience with Harry Potter as the book series was my mom reading it to my sister and I when we were kids, but my parents are from Peru. And so my mom was like reading like, like the Queen's English in her like British accent and, <laughs> and awesome. would read these whole books, like, you know, these, these 400 page books to us. And so like, I learned, I, like I read the book with Harry and, 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 and Hermione and, and, and would Crookshanks would like forget about Crookshanks. I think, I think she just like named him like Crook or something like that. Cause she just couldn't say it. And so like, and so like, It'd be interesting to see my parent to have my parents see this movie just to see like because their experience with Harry Potter like my dad has fallen asleep at in seven out of seven movies. That's actually his complaint about the eighth was that like it was too loud and he couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> um, and my mom like has read all the books with us, so she kind of likes it, but at the same time, you know, like she there's like a certain cultural gap there too. I'd be very interested to see what they would have to say about it. How about watching your film on screen today, FI Docs? That must be an interesting, interesting feeling. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nerve wracking in a different way. I mean, the, the with the team, it was more of like I really want to capture their story and hope they like it. With this, it was different because, you know, most of the people in that room weren't like Quidditch players. You know, it was just a mix. You know, uh, um, as you said, it's like out in the suburbs, and the fact that it was well received there was really a signal for us that like, oh, actually, it's not just for Quidditch players. It's not just for Harry Potter players. It's it's just a movie, you know, that you should definitely see on mudbloodsmovie.com. But that's one of the biggest things Harry Potter gave to me. Not only bravery, because I think that's a little bit different. But confidence is key in all of this because it's actually better to be seen as a little weird and to be happy than to not be the person you are. Well, I want to thank you guys very much. You've been very generous with your time. I really enjoyed the movie a lot, and I wish you the best. Thanks for your time, man. It was great. Farzad Sangari, Eric Martin, Tom Marks, and Sebastian Mia, UCLA Quidditch team members and filmmakers of Mudbloods. The film is now streaming on Netflix and available for just a few bucks on most other services. Visit mudbloodsmovie.com for more information. To learn more about Quidditch, visit usquidditch.org. And we want to send special thanks to all of our guests for waiting so long to hear this interview and to Greg and Bianca at Bond Influence. Also, special thanks to Gabrielle and the whole staff at AFI Docs. We held this interview at the Hotel Monaco on 7th and F Street Northwest, a Kimpton Hotel, very classy spot. And special thanks to you, J.K. Rowling, for inspiring so many people. You are a boss. I am Dan Bloom. Thank you so much for listening to our secret, never-before-heard episode from 2014, and we'll see you at the 2017 edition of AFI Docs. Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. On Facebook and Twitter, at MadcapDC.